The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now this is the Hard Shoulder coming to you live from London, from Soho, just a few hundred meters, really uphill from Westminster. When you think of Westminster, you think of the Houses of Parliament and all of that glitz and glamour and grandeur. But it might surprise you that one in four Londoners, apparently, including kids, are skipping meals at the moment because of food poverty. The crisis has become so acute in this country. And the phrase we keep hearing here is that people are choosing between heating or eating. Well, Henry McKean visited North Paddington Food Bank, which is switching to vouchers instead of food that can be redeemed in supermarkets. And Henry put together this report. Well, the government's obviously in disarray, isn't it? They need to uh, bang a few heads together. There, there are obviously uh, a lot of divisions in the Conservative Party, so they just need to um, deliver for, for, the, for the British people. As difficult as everybody else. Times are hard. How are you getting by? Struggling. What are they going to do about all these things? You buy something one week, it's five pounds. You buy it next week and then, then it is ten pounds. How do you feel about that? I feel awful about it. This is robbing the poor. They can't push me off at all. I'm going to stay here. And then I can just buy what I can afford and then that's it. When I die, I die. Just that, it's all gone up. Uh, the diesel's still high. We won't be able to have the heating on. Just bought some throws, hot water bottle and... Just make do with what we can. So you're just going to try and get through? Yes. And just yeah. keep warm? Yeah, just with keep warm. With more clothes, throws? More clothes, uh, thick slippers, socks. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'm Thomas Delap. I'm the head of North Paddington Food Bank. In London, how many people are going hungry in 2022, right now, in this cost of living crisis, roughly? Uh, I think prior to the cost of living crisis, it was still about uh, one in four Londoners were, were skipping meals, at bare minimum. Skipping meals? Yeah, skipping meals. Uh, I mean, for example, our customers, we, we recently did a cost of living survey. Um, we work with nearly 30,000 people a year. And a small sample of that, pretty much 100% have said that they've, they've skipped meals within the last month with 30 or 40% of those doing skipping meals within the last week. Um, and when you think that those households, about 45% of them have children. So it's the whole household that are skipping meals. Um, and parents really struggling to put food on the table for the family. It would be often them that, you know, they're, they're cutting back on, obviously, groceries, their bills. When you even think about, we did a survey recently, like a snapshot of people's lives falling apart is they stop paying internet bills, they stop paying their phone bills, they stop all of their subscriptions that they, you know, entertainment, TV. So it, what we're seeing is a real snapshot of um, households' day-to-day lives just slowly falling apart. We're in the north of Westminster currently. Westminster is a huge borough, obviously, when you think of it as a, the city of Westminster. It's the, the hub of culture, the hub of the house, Houses of Parliament. Um, but actually, the north, north of Westminster, uh, huge areas of, of deprivation. So, Tom, we're here in your busy food bank. When you think of Westminster, when you think of London, you think of wealth, you think of a, a former empire, you think of a world city, um, the capital of England, of the United Kingdom. But there is poverty amongst all that wealth, isn't there? There's huge poverty. I think Westminster is, is a, a hugely diverse area, um, particularly in the north of, of, of Westminster. And a, a big, big part of it, when, you've, when you think, obviously, you've, you've got the Houses of Parliament, you've got the city of Westminster, you've got areas like Soho, Carnaby Street, you know, huge hospitality sector, retail sector, and, and of course, uh, Houses of Parliament. And then when you kind of... You, when you look at the borders of the city of Westminster, it stretches all the way out to Notting Hill, places like Maida Vale, 
Church Street, Harrow Road, you know, big, uh, huge social housing. You know, when you think of Westminster, you don't think of these areas. They're not talked about. It's, it, there's the gloss of Westminster, which uh, seems to be the focus, and people would never think that food poverty even exists in a borough like Westminster. We're very near Kilburn here, actually, and yeah. this was always the Irish area, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, and it, it, I'm amazed that there are still so many. I just think some of the pubs, are, which had marvellous names, like Biddy Mulligans and that, are no longer, you know, they've got a, a different name. No, the, there's Irish people around, too, in this area, but not predominantly as much as there were. It's going up, as, as obviously, and essential foods seem to be the ones that are going up most and I'm amazed at the um, amount of the jump from say 8.25 for years is now nine pounds. So a bit of a jump there. How many yeah. years have you lived in London? 90. Wow. In, in the same area. In this area? Yeah. And what's the name of the area we're in at the moment? At the moment this is North Paddington. And you've been here all your life? All my life. And you look fresh as a daisy and for yeah, you daisies you know wither don't they have you seen anything quite like it you've lived through obviously the second world war yeah. other crisis as well in the 70s yeah yeah let's face it the world has got to keep on going and ever since well bible times there's been plagues there have been illnesses and the point is now we know about it uh, everybody knows whereas years ago we didn't know what happened in the other part of the world and even if we take here in London, does it surprise yeah. you a quarter of Londoners are in food poverty and skip meals? Yeah. yeah, well I worked with the local food bank for 13 years actually, just up the road. So you're um, well aware. So, and people are still coming to me now who haven't been for some while and saying, can I come back, you know. I think also we're so aware of it that possibly a lot of people are making preparations, advanced preparations. For the you winter. Know, for the winter, like myself, you know, I'm looking at something and if I see it, I think that will keep, I'll put that in the cupboard. You know, partly because of my age, I might not be able to go out in the bad weather anyway, so I've always got used to doing that. And this is a real cost of living crisis yeah. like we haven't seen in yeah. decades. Yeah. Will Londoners get through it? I think so. We've got through things all our lives, haven't we? There's a lot of my age about now who have been through all sorts of crises and I think it makes you tougher. And I always, I used to do keep fit classes and I used to say to the mental health, the only way is up. When you think you're at the bottom, that's it. The only way is up, you know, like that song that there was once. I think, you know, you've got families that, you know, out of work, could be zero hour contracts, who even just to apply for benefits, they might have no money in the bank account, no food in the cupboards. And when they apply for universal credit, they then got to wait six weeks before they get that first payment. And that, that does make up the vast majority of the customers that we serve. So we, we knew that during the pandemic, pandemic was obviously different levels of, of food provision, people having to isolate at home. But I think now we're out of that, we're seeing a different sort of pandemic where even once uh, customers, households have, have even got benefits. Benefits simply aren't enough to survive now. So we, we moved to a, a cash first model in November um, where we, uh, we basically fill that gap. So uh, customers uh, who are waiting benefits or, ben or their benefits aren't enough, we kind of, we, we provide them emergency cash in the form of supermarket vouchers. So those households are able to purchase their own food, do their own shopping, with their own dignity and control just like any other person would. So you would give them a voucher that would be perhaps the average household food bill uh, and they could use it in, in a supermarket or, or perhaps their choice. 
What would it be valued at roughly? Yeah, so we base the vouchers on the average uh, uh, UK weekly spend on food. So for example, one person household, we give £25 a week. Two people is £30, three people is £45, and four more person household, we provide £60 a week. Um, the way it works and the w- why we've done that is part of this cash first movement where that urgent instant need for food aid we're able to provide instantly. We receive a referral from a support service such as the Citizens Advice Bureau. Um, we process that referral for food but then we're able to actually look at what are the reasons that are driving that person to need to use the food bank. So all our capacity now goes into um, looking at the, the issues of hardship and a- being able to signpost and refer those households to the relevant support service agencies. I think the traditional sense of a food bank, when we were, particularly in the pandemic, all of your efforts and time are spent on collecting food surplus, storing food, distributing food. There is no time to actually have those conversations with customers and say, why are you using the food bank? So what the, the vouchers does is it, our 8% of our capacity now goes into that customer-facing work. We're able to actually look at the reasons as to why. And you can help them, and, and that's the thing. What can the British government do to, to solve the fact that there's people across London going hungry and children are going hungry nightly in this global world rich city? Well, to put it simply, I think the reasons why people need to use a food bank or the, you know, the surface of poverty is food. And I think food is, is probably the, the one human fundamental right to survival. It should be the last thing that any household cuts from their budget. But I think with the rising cost of living and the energy price cap, you know, the sad reality is that more and more households will have to have a choice between heat, essentials and food. What the government could do is simply raise benefits in line with inflation so that people don't have that loss of income. But I think also the weight, the weight for universal credit is, is the big issue. Half of food poverty in the UK could be completely written off overnight if they made that decision. We have to be positive, not spend so much money on so many things and, you know, it's very difficult for everybody. The ordinary working man needs to earn more money. If the money that he's got coming in is going to go to the utility companies, then they're not going to have enough money for food, they're going to have food banks. So maybe we should go to something by where we all have um, the same the same wage and all the food's the same. Let's go, let's do some sort of quasi-communist idea. But food banks are atrocious uh, in, the, in that people have to use them. It is appalling. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.